I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma, coming to you weekly with your wedding worries or dilemmas which we will help solve. From time to time, we'll also be joined by special guests from the wedding industry or couples in the middle of planning their own wedding. If you have a wedding worry or dilemma you would like our help solving, please get in touch by using our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account. Welcome to episode one of the I Do Crew podcast. I know, it's really exciting. Really after some technical hitches, so hopefully it goes smoothly. Yeah, for everybody that's listening, we have an iPad so that we can FaceTime each other. We have our phones that we're recording on, and we also have spare phones and a Mac that we are videoing on. So to say that we are professional podcasters would be an extreme stretch, but we are here to help you with your wedding worries and dilemmas. So this podcast is all about you, really, our listeners who are going through that wedding planning and need help to figure out those challenges that come up along the way and we'll be bringing in industry specialists uh, and friends that we've made along our journey as well. Um, so, Em, it might be a good place to start to introduce yourself. Who are you? What's your name? Who am I? My name's Emma. Um, I'm married to a lovely guy called Jordan. And we have a little boy um, called Arthur, but we call him Artie. So if I refer to him, it will always be Artie. He prefers that too. Um, we live in Hampshire and we have a little dog called Luna. Um, you'll probably find out along the way that Jen and I have day jobs as well. And in my day job, I'm a project manager um, at a charity. Uh, I like spending my spare time, my limited spare time, crafting. And I've actually just found a new hobby, which is card making, which... It's quite it's quite good fun. Anything creative I like. How what about you, Jen? Um, so similar. I'm married to a lovely man called Ian. Uh, we got married in 2021. We live basically in the middle of nowhere, so phone signal is a no-no. We can't get delivery or just eat. Um, we have two very spirited dogs, Callie and Kaya, um, a very irritating cat and oh poor cat she's a joke um and so didn't she yes the cat was here first she's been put out quite a bit i think yep she <laughs> lives upstairs in the penthouse and the dogs <laughs> live downstairs far away um i really enjoy fitness so that's sort of my escapism i also love reality tv real housewives is my drug i just can't get enough i was catching up on real housewives of new york before we started recording my fave um em i thought it would be a really good place to start not only from introductions but also to talk about our weddings so what i found really useful when i started planning my wedding was listening to how you started planning your wedding and it really helped me to listen to a number of people just on the best place to start even venues it was it was kind of a minefield so why don't you talk to us a little bit about how you started planning your wedding okay so i've been married 7 years we've actually just celebrated our anniversary a couple of days oh. quite cute um, and I was kind of one of those brides that 
didn't spend their childhood dreaming about what their wedding was going to be and you know I think some people have a really clear idea about what they want because they've been thinking about it since I was a little little girl I wasn't like that so when it come to actually planning the wedding I absolutely had no idea I didn't have any idea about what I was doing didn't have any idea about what I wanted it to look like what I wanted to wear any any of that so I just started from scratch really and so I just googled what do you do when you're planning a wedding and I basically followed it followed that through because at that time none of my friends had recently been married or were getting married um so I didn't really have anybody to talk to mm-hmm. my mum never got married um so like marriage wasn't close around me so google was my best friend um I think I think it was a good place to start because I wait one I, sec. Five minutes twenty in. Can you hear the dog barking? No. Okay. Go. So, like I said, I I sort of googled what I to do, and it gave me a general list of things that I needed to think about: sending, you know, finding a venue, picking a date, sending out your invitations, buy a dress, buy a suit get a cake you know all of that the the sort of the bog standard things that you would think of and I just basically followed that did it give you a timeline like six months before start doing this no not that I remember to be honest I just I think the first time I started thinking about dates and how long I needed to do it was when I was looking at venues and I sort of naively went went in thinking oh we'll get married next year because that by by that time we would have saved some money to be able to do it and then they were saying oh no we've only got space in you know 18 months time type thing so that was my first sort of inclination about how long you needed to leave things mm-hmm. um so yeah the first thing that we did do was start looking at venues um and in the end we picked a barn uh, just because it felt it felt right to us we looked at a few hotels and didn't quite fit our vibe so we went for a barn we found a really nice barn in Winterbourne Stoke and that got the ball rolling really because that kind of when I walked into the venue I started to think oh yes and images started to come to me we ended up going with sort of like peach and mint and teal type tones it was very DIY it was very like simple jam jars with flowers in type wedding I didn't go all out because I didn't know that was really a thing Mm -hmm. I think if I was to do it now I would probably push out a little bit and do more um but yeah um I pretty much did everything myself I made all the invitations all the save the dates all the table names I sort of made it all myself because I've always been crafty so yeah that was that's the, the basis of what my wedding experience was like was google it follow the step by step instructions and what what was the thing if you don't mind me asking what was the thing that you pushed most of your wedding wedding budget into food food yeah yeah i've i've been because i by that time i had been to a few weddings but i hadn't really wasn't really paying much attention but when i reflected back i did start thinking I did feel hungry a lot of the time at people's weddings and I didn't want my guests 
to feel like that. I think in my head, I sort of saw it as a big dinner party. And so if you're having a dinner party with like six of your friends, you do you decorate the table that you want, like you want it to be, and you cook the food that you want. But you also spend a lot of time thinking about making sure your guests are comfortable, the house is warm enough, there's snacks, there's enough booze to go around, there's some entertainment, maybe board games. You think about how your guests are going to feel and making them feel comfortable. And I think I went at it a bit like that. Like it's just a big dinner party. So everybody needs to feel comfortable and fed and watered and have everything they need. So food was my number one thing enough of it and um it you know being quite hearty kind of food carbs carbs so we had like a roast dinner a canopy canapes in the in the day which were like chips and little burgers mm -hmm. standard me and then we had like a roast dinner because that's jordan and i's favorite and we made sure that they catered for two extra people per table and just put the food around because we didn't want because so, I think sometimes caterers are a bit stingy I think so too so we catered for two extra people per table and so everybody had an extra potato and everybody had extra meat and then at the evening food was just a big vat of chili with nachos and rice and people were just walking around with big bowls um so yeah I for me it was food how about you well, obviously I asked your advice and that's exactly what I did too. We, it was also important to us to make sure that, and I know that not everybody can do this, but we pushed a lot of our wedding budget into the bar and into the food. So similar to you, it was really important to us that the food reflected Ian and I. So we had, um, we have a staple in our house, which uh, most of my team who I work with in my full-time job hear about, if if we're talking about what's everyone doing it, you know, what's everyone doing this evening? Every other Wednesday, it's Pizza Van Wednesday. So we had uh, the lovely Kay and Slinky Fox cater our wedding breakfast. So she did um, anti-pasty boards to share for the tables with gorgeous bread I remember thinking, oh, I really want to eat the whole thing here, but I'm in my wedding dress. It's my wedding day. I need to yeah. be a little bit reserved. Um, and then we had a pizza buffet with uh, pasta salads uh, and salad on the side. So the food was really important to us. We then had a, a sandwich van that came in the evening, uh, the Focaccia Company, which we're going to be using again uh, for Ian's 50th birthday. Um Bye. And they were just, it was just carbs. We wanted yeah. people to have a lot of carbs, a lot of food, because we had pretty much the budget for the bar lasted till the end of the night. Um, we obviously restricted shots and cocktails, um, mainly because of my brother's uh, very generous gestures to people. And within like the first hour of the reception, he was like, who wants some shots of Sambuca? No, I'm not paying for that, no. Um, so, yeah, so we did the same thing. And because you'd said that you'd looked at different venues, I similar to you, I didn't really have a vision of what my wedding was going to be like. And I didn't know what I wanted. At first, I thought we wanted 
to do as little as possible, basically. So we looked at a very polished venue that was brand new. Because of the price, we were looking for a sort of Thursday or Friday in the middle of November. That's what we could afford, but it would still be the same venue, the same polished feel. There was accommodation on site. I knew that everything was there. We would use their caterers, their bar. They had a long list of florists and all of that kind of thing. Um, but it was the customer relationship management that I wasn't keen on. It was a really big thing for me that they cared. Yeah. And I, I just didn't get that from that venue. We then went to a slightly polished barn. So it's it's a venue not too far from where we live. A polished version of what we ended up with. It was it's managed, it's styled, they have caterers on site, it is still a barn, there was indoor, outdoor space. But again, the the woman that showed us around didn't care how we'd got engaged. And as a bride, I thought that was really weird. Yeah, you want them to be invested in your day a little bit, don't you? Yes, and yeah. care a yeah. little. Because as a bride your wedding is the most important thing to you at that time. And I just didn't get that feeling from that venue. Um, and then eventually we went, we decided that we liked a barn and we went for a dry hire where we basically had to sweep the floor before we even started. It was, it was on a working farm. So. I love that. So from what you thought you wanted was to do as little as possible and just sort of rock up, put your centerpieces on the table and off you go turned out that you had just an empty space with a broom in the corner uh yeah <laughs> brilliant <laughs> so how did you go how did you what was the process for you from having that big because it was a big barn that big empty dank looking space to I can honestly say one of the most beautiful weddings I've been to what was your process it started with blind panic um, <laughs> and then I started thinking about what we wanted it to look and feel like. Ian and I love cosy. We love low lighting. We love music. We really wanted it to be a party more than anything. So we did something a little bit extra and had a two day wedding, which sounds crazy because our budget was quite small. I originally wanted to only spend seven grand on my wedding. And I remember having a conversation with one of my colleagues at work and she said, whatever your budget is in your head, you want to add seven grand on onto that because you just, I panicked in the week before as well, because you'd said that you'd had these, the quiz and the treasure hunt. So I blind panic, bought some quizzes on Amazon. You just get that rush in the you in the last week thinking I need to have that I need to have this yeah I, I get I get that I did that too I had a conversation with somebody on my sister's Hindu recently and she was so panicked about the weather that they panic bought umbrellas white umbrellas from Amazon they didn't arrive in time so they then had to source other umbrellas while she's having her hair and makeup done the groom is off looking for these umbrellas because they thought it was going to rain um so you Prepare for that, ladies and gents, because it will happen. Um, and... My blind panic was actually the day before when we were at our venue. And you know when you've got your box of decoration bits? And I had, you know, like the pom-poms and the 
the lanterns I had them in our colors and I I thought I'd bought hundreds and then we started to put them up and I was like oh no there's like there was about 50 or 60 of them but in the size of the venue it just looked like there was a little lantern hanging <laughs> hanging from the ceiling I was saying to Jordan we need to like go and buy like 200 more of these and he was like, not having any of it and I was like okay let's just move on but I had that bland planning mm. trying to send people off to go and find lanterns well luckily Jordan was there when I was hanging my own lanterns and assured me that it looked fine yeah I know <laughs> I, I guess from a decor perspective, I really wanted to make it rustic because that was the venue. I wanted the venue to complement the decor that we were going for. I think on reflection, if I was to do the same wedding again, I would change the photo booth because I think yeah, that's the only thing that I thought looked a bit out of place because it was an artificial flower wall in this very rustic wood brick barn. But that's probably only because we'll probably talk about it in a bit. But what we do now kind of highlights better ways to do things. And yeah. So we've got over the last sort of year, haven't we, about um, wedding decor. So on re it's I think it's only on reflection you look back and think, oh, there was such a better way to do that. So you start sort of yeah, yeah, the way you did it in the in the past. Yeah, and. Again, the week of the when we were setting up, I didn't have enough panels for the backdrop. It was half half of flower wall, and I couldn't. That that was a panic buy. Um, but my dad and I ended up making a lot of the decor ourselves out of recycled and repurposed wood. So I had this vision that I wanted a nice flat slab of wood, big slabs of wood with these columns of silver birch on them so that I could dress them in candles you couldn't have naked flame in the barn so it was all about flameless candles lights with um lights inside bottles you know gin bottles whiskey bottles things that meant something to Ian and I pine cones with a dream it was it was very woody rusticy because I wanted to bring outside inside um so we spent months planning the decor building it obviously I adopted the supervision role and uh, made it look like I was helping when actually I was just observing from afar um and yeah as as Emma said we then I didn't want to chop it up for firewood afterwards so the plan was to always repurpose it for a wedding styling company um and couple of was it a month after the wedding I think we regrouped around your yeah regrouped around your kitchen table and decided that we were going to do something about it created Lycan and Lights which is our wedding styling and decor company and which is why I'm super passionate about the individual couple that we're working with making them feel like their wedding is the only wedding that we're working on because I know how I felt through my process um and we specialise in still recycled, repurposed wood items. Nothing that we buy is brand new unless it's uh, the occasional piece of fabric. But where we can buy secondhand, that's what we do. Um, and it, it really is us recreating our own wedding for couples as much as we can. Um, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's the thing I like doing most is 
because I really did enjoy the majority of planning my wedding and there were some bits that weren't so great but the majority of it I really enjoyed it because you get to be really creative you get to source things you get to talk to really nice suppliers and everything like that and so I honestly feel like I'm doing that for other couples I take it that like that that personally and you know you want everything to be perfect and really want to understand what they want to create and you can do it I just think it's great because you do get to plan and decorate your wedding over and over and over again yeah it's great so fun table can tell you apart from going to bongo's bingo that was a good decision too that was the best decision you ever made uh, Bongo's Bingo was M's first night out after she had Artie, so um... yeah, it, it it ended with one of our, our really good friend Tyler um, in the in the recep in the office part of the club with bandages around her leg, and we got like a private dance from the Bongo's Bingo guys. Uh, yes. Never a dull moment with Tyler, who's currently living her best life in Ibiza. We wish you well and we wish you would message us back so we know that you had a great time at Ushuaia. And are safe. And are safe. <laughs> but gossip first, safety second. Um, and what would you, what what was the one thing that you would change about your wedding when you did it? Mine was the photo booth. I've definitely changed that. I think I probably have a professional come in, even though I love looking back on the Polaroid. So we had a DIY photo booth, Polaroid camera, and then the guests pegged their Polaroids on a Polaroid palette that I recreated. If you want to have a look at what that looks like, it's on our Bike and Lights Instagram account, available plug, to hire. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> I think there's two... There's two things um, I would change. One is just something that really gets my goat that wasn't really my fault. But along the way, somewhere, the florist delivered the box of buttonholes uh, and was explaining to somebody that these are the men's ones. And I had a few female ones for like my nan and my mum and Jordan's mum. And I don't know if you know, but as a female, you wear your buttonhole on the opposite side, upside down. So she, the florist was explaining this somewhere along translation. Everybody's buttonholes was on the wrong side, upside down. So we had these beautiful roses uh, and they all were upside down. So in every photo, everybody's got their buttonholes upside down on the wrong, on the wrong side. Even Jordan. Even Jordan, it's, it's like one of them things where you just like, and I'm one of these people that clocks this type of thing. I'm a bit of an etiquette doodah. And I was walking down the aisle and the only thing I could think about was he's got his buttonhole upside down. <laughs> like, oh my God. But by that time it was too late because, you know, they'd already had lots of photos. Some, you know, so I just sort of left it because I just thought, that's going to be the thing at our wedding. Is what it is now. I would change that. I would definitely call that out straight away and get everybody to ch to change, change them around. Stu stupid. Anyway, 
if if you ever see if we ever show our wedding photos well, maybe we can put them on our on the instagram or something jen yeah you'll be able to see it's ridiculous oh i've seen your wedding pictures and i don't remember looking no. at that but i will now yeah that's all you'll be able to see yeah it's ridiculous jordan's upside down buttonhole and they were like big big roses as well like they were statement pieces they weren't just like a little wispy kind of beautiful buttonhole it's like a big statement buttonhole and it looked like it was like wilting anyway these things happen don't they as this is an audio podcast emma has just rolled her eyes <laughs> fuming she is <laughs> I know, it literally gets my blood boiling every time I think about it. Anyway, moving on. And I think is that... it is it worse than the Christmas baubles? Oh, we've already got there, have we, Jess? Thanks. <laughs> I have I have this tendency to be fine and quite pleasant, and then something happens, and it flicks a switch, and then I go into rage for about five minutes, and my husband, we were putting Christmas baubles back up into the loft. And my husband was like, I've got the box. And I was like, okay, all my lovely glass baubles. And, we were, and I was like, okay, so I let go. He dropped the box and just was holding the lid. And the box of baubles went crashing down the stairs. And every single one of them smashed all over the landing. <laughs> and I had a rage moment where, I, where I'm not proud of it. But I was kicking, I was kicking the wall for a little while. <laughs> it's honestly my favourite story that you and Jordan share. <laughs> I can, I think because the image in my mind is probably exactly how it panned out. Yeah, and Jordan said that he then he saw me like screaming and kicking the wall, like really having this rage situation, and he just got there and closed the latch of the. <laughs> the door of the loft back up and just sat in the loft with the door shut until I till I'd calmed down. That is so was it was it worse than that? The no. buttonholes, no. Can you imagine if I went down the aisle screaming at everybody that their buttonholes are wrong? <laughs> yeah. No, it no it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But looking back it does sort of get me a bit. Anyway. And the second thing that you change? Um, I would have had my dress altered one more time because it was just a bit too tight and I was just a bit too worried to say anything. I was in the fitting and I just should have just said this is a bit too tight. And instead I was like, this is fine. And then it wasn't because I was quite uncomfortable mm. most of the day. Mine would be the same. So photo booth and then my the last fitting I had. I lost a lot of weight in the last two weeks before the wedding, mainly because um, it's not funny, but my reaction was funny, similar to the Christmas baubles incident. In they thought he had cordura equina, which is basically where your uh, spinal, your spine presses on your the nerves in your bladder, and and you basically run the risk of being incompetent for the rest of your life. So he was due. They told him he would have spine surgery two weeks before the wedding, and I think it was like the Tuesday or Wednesday before the Hindu. Um, so it was a very stressful two weeks beforehand, and I wish in that final fitting she'd made it slightly smaller. Because I think whatever wedding you have and whatever situation you're in, the last couple of weeks are quite stressful. So you do, 
whether you're trying to or not, you will drop a couple of pounds, I think. Yeah. Um, so it was slightly too big at the front. And I, I just, I remember I didn't want to be the bride pulling her dress up from the front the whole time. And I'd always said that. And I was that bride. Yeah. Yeah. I think our next podcast is all about dresses and stuff, isn't there? So we can yes, go it is. detail about what our dresses and everything look like and that whole process. Because that, that is a bit of a process in itself, isn't it? It is a process, yeah. Um, so I guess to wrap up episode one, M, this is the podcast, the I Do Crew podcast is all about being able to help other people through their wedding planning, any dilemmas that they have, any worries. So if you are in the process of planning your own wedding, please follow our Instagram account, the I Do Crew podcast. If you've got a lengthy worry or dilemma, drop us a DM. But every week after the pod has dropped, we will be popping a um, Q&A button onto our story where you can just pop a little dilemma in there. If it's longer, pop us a DM and we will be uh, shaping our episodes mainly around your worries and your dilemmas. Um, as M has said, next week's episode, we're going to talk wedding dresses and guest outfit taboos. I'm really excited about this because M's got a lot of... Uh, etiquette around weddings but a lot of passionate opinions i think yeah i can't wait because it's almost as close to the buttonholes um so yeah we look forward to you joining us next week if you've enjoyed this podcast please follow us on the idea crew podcast we'll be sharing updates weekly highlights and we'll also be asking for your dilemmas and worries uh em thanks so much thank you very much see you next time bye You've been listening to the I Do Crew podcast with Jen and Emma. To find out more and to get our updates, follow our I Do Crew podcast Instagram account.